0: One of the beautiful gifts that the Lord does for us is he has us enter in a relationship with him, not just by ourselves, but with each other as, as well. That it's not just the Lord and us, God, and, and us individually, but that we're always surrounded by other people. Now, yes, sometimes other people may drive us a little nuts and we say, Lord, why did they give me blessed with my neighbor again? But for the most part, we know uh, that community helps us to do what? Well, community can help us to encounter God. We hear about this all throughout the readings this this morning. Of course, the first reading, this beautiful passage of of Eli and, and Samuel, the Lord calling Samuel, here I am, Lord, but he goes not to the Lord, but he goes to Eli. And so it's Eli who's pointing out to young Samuel, no, 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 this is the Lord calling you, pointing out. The Lord is truly calling him. We hear about it, of course, in our gospel today as well a couple times. Right in the beginning, here is John the Baptist, and John the Baptist sees the Lord walking by. This, by the way, is depicted in our sixth window right over here, and it's John the Baptist pointing. And he says what? Well, he says, Ece annuste. You don't know Latin like I don't. Behold the Lamb of God. And who is he saying this to? He's saying this to his disciples, a community that he has walked with and he has actually taught, kind of been their teacher. And he points out to them, behold the Lamb of God, to Andrew, and we believe as well, to John, John the Beloved. And so they follow the Lord. The Lord even asks them, what are you looking for? Hmm. That could be a beautiful thing we bring to prayer to the Lord. What are we looking for? Who are we looking for? Of course, they say, Rabbi, where are you? Where are you staying? And then that invitation from the Lord. Come and see. The Lord always inviting us into relationship with himself. But the story doesn't end there. Actually, the most beautiful part of this passage, I believe, is the story of Andrew. Andrew encounters the Lord and realizes that this is the Messiah, the one that we've been longing for. And so what does he do? He goes and gets his brother. You know, sometimes part of my prayer is saying, you know, how often am I like Peter, not paying attention? Or how often am I like Peter, maybe sleeping in, unlike Andrew, right? And so Andrew goes and gets his brother Peter. And what does he say? we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And then literally, then he brought him to Jesus. So imagine that in prayer. Andrew bringing Peter to Jesus. Peter, who is going to be the first Pope. Peter, who now has a new name of Peter. Petra Rock. But it was Andrew, who brought him to Jesus? And that's just a beautiful image, for the Lord has blessed us to be surrounded by other sons and daughters of God. That's not an individual relationship, but rather community one as well. And this image of Andrew bringing Peter maybe invokes in ourself, Who has brought us to Jesus? Who has brought us to the Catholic faith? For many of us, it was our parents bringing us to the church to be baptized, to be claimed as God's sons and daughters. What a beautiful gift our parents have done for us if they did. And if not, well, you're still here somehow, so someone else helped you along the way. Maybe it was a conversion into the Catholic faith. Maybe it was going through RCIA or OCIA, like some are doing right now. Maybe it wasn't until you were confirmed. That you decided yourself, like, I want to truly enter into this relationship. But even then, you had a confirmation sponsor. I remember for for myself, it was my brother Mark. I looked up to my brother. I still do. And I looked up to him when I was in eighth grade. He was was in college. He was was a football player. And I wanted to be just like Mark. Not like Mike. I wanted to be like Mark. And Mark was beautiful in the sense that he, he walked with me. We journeyed together through the faith. On the day of my confirmation, he was there right behind me with his hand on my shoulder presenting me the Archbishop. What a beautiful gift. This morning, by the way, uh, we'll be using a different chalice. The chalice is the one that, you know, chalice where we put the precious blood. Uh, This morning we're using Father Bill Bear's chalice. Father Bear passed away six years ago uh, today. But he was my, my mentor. He's one who vested me on the day of my ordination uh, to, to the priesthood. Really helped me along some, some difficult times at the loss of my father, some academic trouble, some other things going on. He was always a present. And I thank him for bringing me to Jesus and helping me to figure out my vocation. And hopefully for yourself, you can, you can think of people have been like St. John the Baptist and have been like Andrew pointing out Christ to you. What a beautiful gift. But also how have you been like St. John the Baptist? How have you been like Andrew pointing out the Lord to others? Of course if you're a parent or a grandparent you're going to try to teach your children. But there's other ways as well that we're called to what? We're called to evangelize. Bring people to Christ. Bring people to the Catholic faith. And trusting that the Lord is going to take care of, of the rest. Just one quick story. When I was a freshman at Bemidji State, uh, I, was, I was on my own, right? I'm all by myself and uh, the first Sunday, you know, I, I went to Mass and, and that week we started classes. And I struck up a friendship uh, with a couple people in the math class and one was Catholic and I asked her a question. I said, you know, Sarah, I I, I didn't see you at Mass this past weekend. She said, well, no one, I don't, I don't know who to go with. And I thought to myself, well, I can go with you. That sounds great. And so every single Sunday, I went to her dorm. And we walked to Mass together. We walked to brunch afterwards. And it was a beautiful, a beautiful friendship that, that evolved over time into this really longing for those Sunday mornings to go to Mass together, and just building up with conversations and teaching her about the faith and also her helping me to be held accountable to go to Mass. Remember, I of course, I entered the seminary. One of the great gifts that I had was I was invited to her wedding. And I went to her wedding at a, a Catholic church in Little Falls. And I thought, praise God. She's now entering into the sacrament of marriage And the Catholic faith. I didn't do much. I just invited her to go to Mass with me, and the Lord took care of the rest. This is what we're called to do. We're called to help other people to truly experience what we know we are longing for. With that question of what are we looking for? And we know in our inmost heart what we are longing for is God, because He created us in his image, and in his likeness. And so what we are called to do is not only to respond individually, but to respond as a community as well, to go out and to evangelize, help people to encounter Christ in the same way that other people have helped us to encounter Christ and the beauty of the Catholic faith. You know, the archbishop is well aware of the many challenges that are facing the church today. Particular, in the archdiocese. When he got assigned to be the archbishop here in St. Paul, Minneapolis, he decided he was going to put together something called an archdiocesan synod. And so over three to four years, he got input from all the different parishes throughout the archdiocese. Many of you parishioners participated in different ways. Eventually, they had a synod assembly where they voted on different resolutions. It was beautiful, filled with the Holy Spirit. And from that, about a year and a half ago, the Archbishop wrote a pastoral letter with a plan of what we're going to do as an archdiocese. It was called, You Will Be My Witnesses. Even that beautiful statement of how we are called to witness the faith out in the world. Well, the first priority that he identified was the need for us truly to evangelize, to help people to to encounter the Lord. And for the Catholic faith really to be present in the archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. And so he said the first thing we're going to focus on is evangelization, especially through small groups. The point of small groups is what? That we're together as a community. Once again, our relationship with God is not individualistic. Instead, it's meant to be done in communion. Just like, well, the apostles of Jesus. It was a small group. That and the the women of Jerusalem, that small group. We look at St. John the Baptist and his disciples, a small group. We get the point. Small groups enable us to what? To encounter Christ and to help one another. Pointing out where God is working in our life. And so the archbishop has asked every single parish in the Archdiocese of St. Paul Minneapolis to start small group ministries. Now, there's a particular way we're going to try to do it here at St. John the Baptist, and all those details can be found in the bulletin, right? Or in newsletters as well. But once again, what does a small group enable us to do? It enables us to help each other encounter Christ. Either the one helping another, or letting someone else help us as well. And this is vital. Another you know, Archbishop has even said, Imagine if every single Catholic on the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis participated in a small group. What would our Archdiocese look like? He says, I don't just want to imagine this, I want to make this a reality. And we take that seriously here at St. John the Baptist. And so we're starting these small group ministries, and we want you to participate. We're actually redoing our staff a little bit as well to address the need for more evangelization. We've hired a new person, more details to come on in a couple of weeks when I come back from vacation. But We're going to go full board into this, responding to the need that we truly may be witnesses of the faith. One last caveat to this homily. I added it uh, this morning because yesterday night, of course, I have to call my mom. It's vital to call my mom as much as possible. And my mom's actually participating in small groups in St. Joe's and West St. Paul. I said, Mom, how's it going? She goes, well, I invited someone. How'd that go? She goes, it went horribly. Tell me more, Mom. She goes, well, this lady, we do funeral ministry together, and she says, this lady says, small group ministry shouldn't have to be for Catholics. You know, I've been doing adoration for 32 years My relationship with God is good. I don't need to be part of a small group. Boy, mom, that sounds like a Debbie Downer to me. That's my response. So so mom said, what do I do? Well, I said, go back to her and ask this question. How can you be like St. Andrew? You've encountered the Lord. You've seen the Messiah. You've seen the importance of adoration, which is absolutely beautiful, by the way. But shouldn't you spread that to other people as well? In a small group, you can be able to help people to encounter the Lord just like you are. So, my brothers and sisters, I invite you please to pray about joining a small group here at St. John the Baptist in Excelsior. And in doing so, what's going to happen It's hopefully going to be able to encounter the Lord and let other people encounter the Lord through you as well. We come and we see, and what do we see? Well, behold the Lamb of God who is there for each and every one of us individually, but as a community as well.